Pray with me, please. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. For you are my rock and my redeemer, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Let's all say amen. 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 Okay, so now we're at the last of the two sermons, of the four sermons uh, in July that I've entitled Traveling with Jesus, a series of sermons that I've been doing from Luke. The first sermon, delivered on first Sunday, was Jesus reminding Mary and Martha and all of us that there's only one true thing. And then last Sunday, we gained insights into the Lord's Prayer in a sermon entitled, Teach Me How to Pray. Wow. Now, the sermons this week and next week may sound incredibly the same because they're on the same subject, really, on the subject of money and the things that it can buy, the status that it can give you, and how it may warp and change the relationship we have with our Heavenly Father. Now, did you know that Jesus preached about money more than anything else? All right. That 11 of his 39 parables were about finances? Well, have you ever heard something like that before? Well, did what I just say surprise you? It did me until I read an article by a pastor and a biblical scholar out of Texas named Yancey Arrington. Dr. Arrington claims in the research that I did and others have done confirms that Jesus used money to illustrate the problems that will separate us from God. Jesus used money as an illustration of the problems that will separate us from God. Mm -hmm. In our text today, the parable of the rich food, Jesus is highlighting two of the things that will separate us from God. That is foolish behavior and greed. Mm -hmm. Foolish behavior and mm -hmm. greed. Turn with me, if you will, to the parable of Luke, chapter, I mean, the parable of the foolish, of the parable of the of the uh, rich food, and that is Luke chapter 12, mm -hmm. verse 31 through 21. It's in your program, so if you're joining us online or some other means, you can look in your Bible. Now, as you know, Jesus traveled a great deal. That's what these sermons are all about. We see Jesus traveling. And when he traveled, lots of people followed him. All right. These crowds saw Jesus teaching. These crowds saw Jesus performing miracles. These crowds saw Jesus healing the sick mm -hmm. and raising the dead. Wow. Now, if you were in that crowd and you saw all of the things were happening that Jesus did, you think that Jesus could solve all kinds of problems that you know. All right, all right. All kinds of disputes. So in verse 13, someone in that crowd yelled out to Jesus. He said, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Wow. It kind of makes sense. Jesus doing all this other stuff. He might as well tell my brother to divide this inheritance with me. Wow. 
Now, while the text does not tell us, Jewish law at the time said, unless it was specified, if someone died, that inheritance went to the oldest son. All right. Now, remember in the parable of the prodigal son, the father said, okay, you're going to get this, and the other guy's going to get this. So he specified how his inheritance was going to go. Mm -hmm. But if you don't specify, that inheritance goes to the oldest son. Amen. That's according to Jewish law. All right, all right. And so we suspect that that son who had that inheritance had no legal right to divide it up. responded in verse 14 and 15 which gives us reason to believe that that was the case. In verse 14 Jesus seems to be rather frustrated when he says man who appointed me as judge or referee between you and your brother? Wow, man. You know I'm up here healing the sick, raising the dead, preaching the gospel and you want me to adjudicate some dispute? The underlying meaning of that verse can be interpreted as Jesus saying, yep, the Jewish law says that your older brother should get it all. Well, well. But what God wants you to do, and if you're following what God wants you to do, is to share your inheritance. Amen. This is foolish and greedy. And if you follow God's will, there will be no need for me to settle the matter. All right, all right. So that's what Jesus is kind of saying when he says, man, why should I be selling in this dispute? If you believed in God, you wouldn't have a dispute. You would give some of that inheritance to your brother. All right, all right. You're acting foolish mm. and greedy. All right, all right. So in verse 15, Jesus spells it out. Jesus says, and I wish Brother Brown was here, he would help me with it. He says, watch out. Guard yourself against all kinds of what? Greed. After all, one's life isn't determined by one's possessions. All right, all right. Even when someone is very wealthy. Yeah, yeah. In the parable of the rich fool, Jesus highlights what happens when foolish behavior generates greed. All right, all right. When foolish behavior is combined with greed. Mm -hmm. So let us define some terms right quick. Hmm. A fool. Who's a fool? <laughs> a fool is a person who acts unwisely and prudently. A fool is a silly person. All right. Now, no, it's greed. Hmm. Greed is an intense and selfish desire hmm. for something, especially wealth, mm -hmm. power, mm -hmm. or food. Hmm. Hmm. Food and greed play out in the parable of the rich food. Mm -hmm. As a rich man, as Jesus talks about, who already has lots of resources, he has a bumper crop. He has a bountiful harvest of lots of grain. Wow. Now his barns are already 
bestow his harvest. Wow. So what does he do or what should he do? Well, he could sell the crop, couldn't he? Mm -hmm. He could sell it. Mm -hmm. He could sell it and make a little money and people could get fed. Amen. Or he could just simply give the crop away. Yeah, just being a wish man whose bonds were already full, Amen. he probably had people who worked for him, yes. people in his household, yeah. he had slaves and other folks mm -hmm. who could use some of that grain that he has. Yes. Yeah. And it would be a welcome gift mm -hmm. to the community. Amen. But what does this man do? What does this man do? Because remember, this is the parable of what? The rich fool. There's a parable of a fool, yes. A fool who's rich and a fool who's also greedy. Look at verse 18. He says this, I'm going to tear down all my bonds. And I'm going to do what? Build bigger ones. That's where I'll store all of my grain. Now let's be clear, this parable is not about money. Mm. Or even being rich. All right. It's about being a fool and being greedy. Right. Amen. Mm -hmm. Because you don't have to be rich to be a fool and to be greedy. All right. And Jesus is saying that this behavior is what will get us in trouble. Mm -hmm. Remember what Jesus said. Watch out. Mm -hmm. Where's Brother Brown? Watch out. Guard yourself against all kinds of greed. Yes. After all, one's life is not determined by one's possession. Amen. Even when someone is very wealthy or not. All right. Now, if you turn to the cover of your program, I've highlighted four greedy and foolish people. Elon Musk. Donald Trump. Marvin Bland. Uh -huh. Yeah, we need some amens out of that one. <laughs> and perhaps you. All right. Now let's dive into their stories. With a net worth of almost $227.9 billion. Mm -hmm. That's billion with a B. Dollars. Yes. Elon Musk is considered one of the world's richest people. Wow. A business magnet. Oh, besides. He is an African-American. He's from South Africa. Right. <laughs> Marinate on that. A business magnet and investor, the South African, owns Tesla, the electric car company, and SpaceX, the private rocket company that has launched national astronauts and paying tourists into space. Wow. I understand we have a passes aid club, so if y'all ever want to pay for me to go to space. <laughs> yeah, we want to get rid of them so bad we put them in space. <laughs> these days, these days, Musk is in the news because something he doesn't own. Twitter! Last year he announced that he wanted to buy Twitter. But now he's decided he doesn't want to buy Twitter. And, and, and then Twitter said, but we want you to buy us. And now two, the two folks are in court. Wow. Yeah. What we're seeing now is the behavior of a greedy rich fool. Amen. Because someday Musk is going to own Twitter. This is, a, this is a play to lower the price. All right, all right. That's right. 
as he's going to build a new barn for because he's got his barns are already full. Yes, yes. And he's going to pay far less for Twitter than Twitter is worth now. Wow. Now the effect of all this foolish and greedy behavior will not fall on Elon Musk. It will fall on the poor workers at Twitter all because right. within a year of actually acquiring Twitter and mark my word, they will lay people off. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. Jesus said, watch out. Yeah. Guard yourself against all kinds of greed. Amen. After all, one's life isn't determined by one's possessions, mm -hmm. even when someone is very, very wealthy. Wow. Now let's talk about Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Now, before I talk about Mr. Trump, I want to make sure that we give our condolences to his children, Donald Jr., Ivanka, and Eric, and Eric, for the loss of their mother. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm no lawyer, but the judge will tell you that I try to play one every week here uh, <laughs> doing my sermons. And the January 6th committee, I believe, has uncovered enough evidence to indict Donald Trump. Amen. Amen. This is what we know. First, Donald Trump spearheaded a conspiracy, yes. a scheme to overthrow the election Amen. that he was told over and over and over and over and over mm -hmm. and over again mm -hmm. that he lost Amen. fair and square. All no right. more fraud. Yes. Second, he intimidated state election officials here in Georgia mm -hmm. and also those poor election workers here in Georgia, yes. most of them who look like us in Fulton County, he intimidated them. Amen. And he tried to get the election officials to change votes. Mm -hmm. They got them on tape. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then number three, he incited a mob wow. to storm the Capitol yeah. to stop and disrupt the proceedings of Congress to count the Electoral College votes mm -hmm. and to hang Mike Prince, mm -hmm. Nancy Pelosi, mm -hmm. and anybody else that can get their hands on. All right, now. Oh, yeah. In the coming weeks, mm. I am certain we will find more about the foolish and greedy behavior of the 45th President of the United States. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, watch out. watch out, guard yourself against all types of greed. Mm -hmm. After all, one's life is not determined by one's possessions, mm -hmm. even when someone is very wealthy. Mm -hmm. All right, so we talked about Donald Trump. We talked about Elon Musk. Let me talk about me. Mm -hmm. Let me talk about me. Mm -hmm. In 1987, when I was a young army officer, I went to the movies and watched a movie called Wall Street. Mm -hmm. This movie was directed by Oliver Stone, mm -hmm. and the movie details the life of a young stockbroker who is mentored by an unscrupulous corporate raider by the name of Gordon Gecko, played right. by Michael Douglas. Mm -hmm. Now, in that movie, he makes a speech, and you can look it up on YouTube. I I love this speech. It is called Greed is Good. Mm -hmm. 
And the speech, he says this, greed is good. Greed is right. Greed works. Greed clarifies. Greed cuts through and captures the essence of the evolutionary spirit. Greed in all of its forms. Greed for life. Greed for money. Greed for love. Greed for knowledge has marked the upward surge of mankind. More than any other speech I had heard at that time. More than the I Have a Dream speech. More than all the sermons I had heard and all the churches I had gone to. This speech encompassed what I wanted to have for my life and would rule my thinking and actions. So you know what I did? In three years time, I made a plan to get out of the army. Yes, I did. I got out of the army because I said, you know what? There's a whole lot of money to be made and I can't make it in the army. So I launched myself into a business career. All the while thinking, what? Greed is good. And I did everything I could to make as much money as I can, regardless of the consequences. Wow. Jesus said, watch out. Watch out. Guard yourself against all kinds of greed. Mm -hmm. After all, one's life is not determined by one's possessions, mm -hmm. even when someone is very wealthy. Now, I wasn't very wealthy, but greed was my watchword. Until one day, I walked into a Panera Bread, and I saw a bunch of people reading Bibles. They're white folks. And I don't know what possessed me, but I walked over to them. I said, what are y'all doing? We said, we're having a Bible study. And somehow, I found myself joining them. I went to church, but I didn't go to their church. And week after week after week, I sat with them in Bible study. A year or so went by, and the leader of the Bible study left, and they said, we want you to lead our Bible study. I said, who, me? Oh, what the heck? I started leading the Bible study. Next thing I knew, I started leading Bible studies in corporate America where I was so greedy, I was trying to get all the money I could. I started leading Bible studies with people who were experiencing homelessness. I started leading Bible studies here, there, and everywhere. Wow. And before I knew it, this whole business about being greedy, I understood was really foolishness. Amen. All right. Jesus said, watch out. Watch out, Guard yourself against all kinds of greed. Mm -hmm. After all, one's life isn't determined by one's possessions. Right. Even when one is so wealthy. All right. So, I cherish the old rugged cross. Mm -hmm. All right. I cherish the old rugged cross. Yes, yes. The emblem of suffering and shame. Mm -hmm. I love that old cross. For the dearest and best that bear. Mm. For a world of lost sinners was slain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That became my new mantra mm -hmm. instead of creating. The last person that I want to highlight is you. Wow. Mm. It's you. Mm. Now, I don't know, but looking over your life, 
Have you been ruled by foolishness and greed? And what Jesus is talking about, it's not greed necessarily for money. It could be greed for a whole lot of other things that could ruin your life. Wow. And it's not foolishness over money, but it's foolishness over a whole lot of other things that you could be involved in. Wow, wow. Now, they don't have to be the watchword of your life. Mm -hmm. right. Jesus is here to save you yeah, from, and us oh, yeah. from being foolish and from being greedy. Mm -hmm. So I'd like for you to pray with me, please, if you want to be saved. Lord, Lord. Jesus, I confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayer. And it's in Jesus' name I pray Let us all say now, if you prayed that prayer with me, you are saved. But greed and foolishness are still around. And you need a place, as I say, to park your salvation and to grow your salvation. And here, at Greater Bethel, it's a wonderful, powerful place to do that. So, in just a few moments, I'm going to come down and hold out my hand and, and, and you can give me your hand and guard your heart for an opportunity to live a life free of foolishness and greed or at least a life where there is a hedge of protection over you from foolishness and greed because foolishness and greed can creep in even in the church. But if you're watching online this morning or if you're hearing this later on uh, as a film or a podcast or a tape or whatever here's an opportunity also for you for that salvation you can give me a call my telephone number is 608-358-1309 608-358-1309 call or text me I would love to have a conversation with you about your faith. Let us stand for our benediction. A covering of God's grace until we meet again. Jesus says, watch out. Guard yourself against all kinds of greed. After all, one light is not determined by one's possessions, even when someone is very wealthy. Now, may the grace of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the power of the Lord, be with you until we meet again. Let us all say. It's your faithfulness in giving to Greater Bethel that allows us to do the work of the Lord. There are three ways you can give to us. 
First, you can use Catch App by typing dollar sign Bethel 140. Second, you can give using Giverify. Simply add a Greater Bethel Athens. Finally, you can mail your contributions in to Post Office Box 49773, Athens, Georgia 30604. Thank you and blessings. <laughs>